back, film fans. This is Beer Bourbon and a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. Episode 5. Let's do this. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you joined us. Sit back, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is Episode 5. Well, Tawana, tell us about what you're pairing today, what you're going to have to drink. Well, considering we're talking about King Arthur and the darkness of Alien Covenant... I don't think there's beer in space um, because of the bubbles. <laughs> I think it's kind of difficult. So I am not the bourbon booze part of it, this podcast. So I thought, okay, what would, what would the liege of King Arthur's time be drinking? And immediately I thought mead, which is basically honey wine, which is hard as fuck to find. <laughs> if I'd known that, I would have ordered it. Okay, so couldn't find that. So then the other thing I found out was they drank a lot of ale. And ale is basically an alcoholic drink made from grain, water, fermented with yeast. Like uh, certain English people, according to uh, websites I've looked at, um, really drank this in the Middle Ages. And it didn't really consider it beer. But ale, you know, is, is, is a drink that's really drunk without a lot of hops. So the closest I could find to... A medieval pale ale with Sierra Nevada's pale ale. It's made out of um, uh, pale ale yeast, which has the least hops, though it is finished with hops. And there's my pairing. And did you have to walk 10 meters to the nearest bodega to find that option? 10 meters would, yeah. be, um, would be about right. 10 meters is, what, uh, a half a mile? <laughs> so you went from... Mead that was impossible to find <laughs> to the most readily accessible to pale ale on the market. the corner grocery store that had it in its case. I'm sorry, I just had to call <laughs> that out. Thanks a lot, Alex. That's <laughs> Thanks a lot, Alex, for bringing that up. That's this a good point. Seattle, Nevada is like the closest to the ale I could find. I mean, it, it's good. You brought us from medieval England right to the bodega in Harlem. Hey, listen, it's all it's all it's all circular. To enter student bars on the west coast, so. <laughs> works hey, for me. Who doesn't like a good pale ale? <laughs> well, for me, I'm gonna I'm sampling some. I'm going back to Kentucky because I needed to have some Kentucky bourbon since the last episode we had bourbon from uh, Long Island, New York. This time we're gonna have some uh, Charles Goodnight bourbon which is 100 proof, which means there's 50% alcohol in it. And this is an aged bourbon. It's older than the last few bourbons we've had. This one is actually six years old in uh, barrels and um, very good, very uh, your typical bourbons. It's got a lot of vanilla and caramel notes. But in this one, it also has a very, like a spicy taste to it and a little bit of tobacco. So this would be good if you're smoking a good cigar just to let everybody know. But I, I really like this one. And once again, this came from Pompet. They uh, sponsored it today. And um, I'm really, really liking this. Uh, Love Charles, good night. Shout out to Pompet and everybody over there. Marcel. But, uh, well, let's get started. Let's talk about these movies. All right. So, um, 
today we were reviewing King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Uh, basically, King Arthur is uh, about King Arthur who was robbed of his birthright. Arthur comes up the hard way in the back alleys of the city. But once he pulls the sword from the stone, he is forced to acknowledge his true legacy, whether he likes it or not. Okay, and I'm going to be the first to say, I know the critics bashed this movie 100%, but the fans actually liked it. When you looked at Rotten Tomatoes, they actually, the fan viewership is is higher than the, what the critics thought. And um, I was really Im- impressed with the movie and the That's fact surprising. that it gave us a lot of your typical guy, Richie Banter, and the quick edits, and just, he jumped right into the story. He just kind of gave us basically a slice of life of, Arthur becoming king and, and mm-hmm. fighting his uncle to become the king. What what this problem what this movie lacks is that you had a great cast of amazing actors from uh, Charlie Hewen to all the other supporting cast, Jamin Hansu and and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I just think that they wasted them by not giving them enough dialogue and a not a lot of material to work with because they wanted to spend a lot of time on special effects and the, yeah. the fights and, the, and, the, and all that play. But I just thought that it would have been so much better if we had a little more time to delve into their backstories along with giving author a little more texture other than that montage that we got of him growing up and learning to fight and learning how to defend himself mm-hmm. living in the brothel. You know, because that was a great <laughs> montage. But we that needed, was a great montage. We needed... In the time that they took for them to do that, they could have actually given us more, more dialogue Definitely. amongst the characters. But that's that's Richie's thing. Yeah. I mean, Richie does have some really great dialogue. You know, it's that total cock- Cockney, smartass yeah. wit and humor, and that's great. Yeah, because he was it was it worked so well in, in yeah. movies like Rock and Roll and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, Two Smoking and Barrels, and so <laughs> and even the um. The uh, Sherlock Holmes Sherlock Holmes franchise. that he did. See, my thing was, I liked what he did with his style of filmmaking with Sherlock Holmes. What I was saying earlier in terms of, like, uh, how Sherlock Holmes would would be deducing, like, how the crime was committed. And it would be sort of real time, and he would be speaking, and then... Guy Ritchie would cut to all these various aspects of how the crime would break down. So all his fast cuts and elongated uh, uh, takes and 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 drawn out lovely looks and shots worked perfectly there. But to, for for me for here it was it was it just didn't fit. It, it was unnecessary to see uh, close-ups of people's faces as they scream running down an alleyway. Uh, it was so unnecessary. I thought. Okay, great. This part works. But when... that was the action flick trope. Yeah, that's what you got in every action movie you've ever seen. No, in the but last this was years. this this particular shot is 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 specific to Richie's style. It's very specific. Was it the um, sorry? Because I, I, I didn't actually see it. But is it that shot where they actually put they attach the camera yeah, to the person's to the body? person's body? Yes. Yeah. And, and are they looking into the camera? No, or they're, they're looking away. The they're looking, they're looking away. The camera it was actually is here. Looking, it was on the side right of them, and you saw their face. Yeah. They that was it was the almost was it steady cam? It's a was steady, it locked no, in? No, no, like no. It's locked into shot. them. It's, it's it's it was definitely attached it's, on their It's body. attached to them and it's sitting off to the right of their faces. <laughs> Excuse me. And they're screaming and they're looking forward. That burp was perfect because I'm drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but, think we picked that burp up. <laughs> but I'm glad we it's know okay. that happened. <laughs> 
Thanks a but, lot. But it looks, they're looking forward and they're screaming, going down the alleyway as they're like charging, running away from all the black legs. Is that what they call the... the, the yeah, the, the evil the, coming toward them, the, the soldiers. The and is it a tight or is it like a, is it like a mid no, or it's a very tight. It's, very it's very tight. It's almost, it's almost extreme close-up. Yeah, interesting. Because it's literally their faces fill the screen about seventy five percent of the screen. And I don't know if, in honest, in all honesty, I don't know if that was effective. I don't even. Think it wasn't it was effective. It was unnecessary. I just think that because we already know what they're dealing with. You already gave us the shot of them running through the alley, yeah. so we didn't really need the individual shot. But I know that's his trade. It's becoming his trademark. It's his trademark. So just and like that's fine. Spike like Spike Lee, Lee with the dolly, move. the dolly walk, and that's fine. But it doesn't work for everything, and sometimes you have to understand that it doesn't work for everything. I mean, I thought that the sword moments were really good, where he would touch the sword and the sword would magically activate its powers, and then he would slow down time and run through people and slice them up and then come back, and everybody would be like, oh, so great. It's a little bit of Quicksilver from yeah. X-Men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sort of yeah. like Quicksilver, yeah. And and that's also a little Guy Ritchie, too, but... It, I just thought there, there was this so much more. The music didn't match to me. Here it was a time where we didn't need like EDM music. There was a little bit of EDM music. But it, it wasn't really EDM. It was just what's electronic just, music. But it wasn't. It wasn't a lot of that. It wasn't a lot, but it, there was a bunch of it. You wanted in the orchestration, action scene. I'm sure. I didn't want orchestration. I want music that matches it. I don't care if it's. I don't care if it's vocal. I don't care if it's orchestral. I want it to match the film. And if you wanna, if you wanna keep it modern, choose another outlet instead of this sort of electronic feel. So, okay. So, again, because I didn't see the movie, yes. but. Whenever I think of this, and I think of a Guy Ritchie film, there's right. that song that played. Um, when I think of music to like go over fight scenes for this, right. in my mind, I'm hearing the. Um, you know, in The Departed, there was like that one song from like. It's, it's not, yeah. I, I don't think it is the Dropkick Murphys. I know what just, you. I know what you mean. But it's like, and it's kind of like an Irish like punk rock kind of ballad, you know. Well, to one, like, I would imagine what, those kinds needed. of. I think you it need to listen some, to it again because I don't think it needed it, something. It wasn't like that. EDM though. It definitely was not EDM. It was definitely but like, electronic, kind of, but it was definitely a more modern take. It, but, but you're right about that. Unfortunately, Alex. It needed something orchestral, not orchestral in his sense, but the way you're saying, like some bluegrass. Yeah, something well, very kind of hot, organic and hard. Hard style bluegrass. Well, see, hard style is, bluegrass. I don't know. Well, see, no, but, but the problem with these kinds of movies because. Richie has taken something that's been around for decades. We've all n- heard about this. If you haven't read this, the King Arthur story, mm, it's right. been around for decades. So you just can't, when you're going to flip on an, on an old story, right. you got to still have some of the traditions of the, of the regular story. Yes, we got the sword. We got the lady in the lake. We got all of that. But we still, you got to keep it in the context of the, of the time. Mm. So... I think when, right. when Richie's trying to flip it a little bit, you know, he gave us, he modernized it in that way. But so, too much. So even that. He stretched that modern, Even in modernity. that. I mean, it could have had a hip-hop track in, in all reality. It could have had a hip-hop track. Baz Luhrmann style. Yeah, yeah it could have done that. But, it, but, but he, I, I'm glad he didn't, and, th- and thank you for that. But it could have in, in all sense in reality. Who I have to say, though, um, Charlie Hunan, Carried this movie. 
Of course he carried it. He carried this movie 100%. He was... Well, because they weren't... No one else was given any real dialogue. He carried this movie, and I wish that the other actors that were working in this film were able to do what they would do. And... and, um, I don't want to call him Littlefinger from uh, yeah, Aiden. That's what I was gonna Thrones. say. Aiden Gillian. Aiden Gillian is amazing, and I just yeah, wish they would have given him <laughs> a little more work to do. But because that's the beauty of um, the King Arthur legend is that it was all about. It was also about the Knights of the Round Table and how they all came together. Eric Banner to help him. Make Eric Banner's in there. Eric, Eric Banner was, was the father. He was. He's he was, King um, Arthur's father, and yes, oh, I will Luther. give them this. What has will, he done lately? I don't know, but he's definitely he's King Arthur's dad. Yeah, he's. But Luther. what I will say is he's classic Eric Banner, like not skinny Eric Banner, like, like full Hulk? face. What Hulk or but not or, not, or not Hulk Eric Banner or the not the one where Troy he, Troy Banner Troy Banner. He's a he's actually is he, he's a little bit bigger than than Troy Banner, but. He's not as big as what was that original film he had where he was enormous? Oh my goodness! Chopper or something like that? No, that's not. Is Eric he Australian? No, am I wrong? No, so Chopper. Um, who did Chopper? Oh no, he did do yes, Chopper. He did Holy do Chopper. Shit. Yeah, yeah that's right. what I'm saying. He Chop did do Chop. Chopper, and he's super fucking huge. <laughs> Uncle Chop Chop. Yeah, he's huge. It's because Eric Ben is what Come Australian on, mate. Come or, talk to or Chop Kiwi. Chop. No, he's 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 Aussie as Aussie. He's Aussie, right? Aussie as fuck. Okay, so an Aka, as we would an say, Aka? yeah, got it. He's an Aka. <laughs> but well, he, but yeah, he had he had big face, and the op- I will give them this. Face, the opening yeah. was great because he he gave powerful, strong, uh, king, full beard, like yeah, power. Well, he well, had he the was, sword's he power. He was King Luther, but the whole yeah. thing about Lu- we we did not understand enough because we didn't really see Camelot the way we should have well, seen they, Camelot. They tried to explain it. We a literally saw it. In a, in a moment of a flash, but we didn't see the background of the kingdom that Luther had because Luther had Camelot was this kingdom that everybody wanted to be a part of, and Maldred, who was really the evil in this film, and who manipulated all of this, who we did not see, we heard references to Maldred was the one who made all these things, all these things come about, all this action that happened, and all this evil. And Merlin, who we also did not see, we heard about. Was part of the mage or the mage? Right, the mage. But we did mage, not see. Yeah. Mage? We did not see Merlin throughout this film. And Merlin but, is a and is a historical character but they also who alluded, we should have seen. They also alluded to the to the mage being like this other race of the people. mage. Yeah, they were the a mage different that can yeah. control uh, the elements, almost like Storm. They can control the elements. They can control all the animals. Well, mage are like magical people. Right, because uh, they're, yeah. they're the wizards. And yeah. so the whole thing is, yeah. we never got to see them. We did, so he didn't see for, Marvin either. We except for that young woman who was in the film. Who was called the mage. Who they just call mage. But in, in the write-ups about this film, she was supposed to be Guinevere. And yeah. we did not get Guinevere. Which, of course, we didn't have time Burgess to. Fursby. We didn't have Frisbee. time for Guinevere and Lancelot and all the other characters. I feel like because like, we were in a moment in time. Yeah, it. Yeah. I just felt like you know there were parts of it for me that also felt like uh, he tried too much to be the cinematographer. Um, his shots are so very specific, and I felt like those were like his distinct shots that he wanted in there. When you're a director, be the director. You're creating. You you write a you write a you write a screenplay. Uh, you have it all mapped out, and yeah, you have your shots mapped out. But the way it's shot is the cinematographer's duty, and it felt like he was kind of taking that over too. 
it was overdone, I thought. They reached a lot. Because there's, there's very much like the Guy Ritchie, the cinematographer, and then Guy Ritchie, the, the mm-hmm. storyteller. Yes. And I think with the the three Sherlock films or two? There were two. So with those ones, um, there were some really, really cool shots in that. Really like, cool shots. Some really cool shots. I mean, the the two that stuck out for me, I think what you said that he managed to recreate, which is the when Sherlock's breaking down right. what he's going to do right. in slow-mo, and then he sort of all this, and he maps it out, and then right. he goes and does it, right? right, right that right. kind of bullet time His breakdown. brain deduction. And then the second one that um, he's really famous for is like, he does these really cool kind of quick cuts right. where he's trying to get you from one location to the next. Right. So in, I think it was, what was the last, like, like lock stock. The, yeah, there's like lock stock and then what was the next, what was the mm. one in the, the next one in the... You think a rock and roller? No, before no, that. Because it was of before S. that. Um, Snatch. Snatch. Snatched, yeah. In Snatch, when... When someone's trying to go from like one location to the next, he does these like really quick cuts. Yeah, they do, he does a lot of jump. And they're cuts. like they're like super tight shots of like someone take like taking some pills on a plane, like yeah. an alarm goes off and then boom, you're yeah, like in London jump from cuts. yeah, yeah so he kills jump them. Cuts. Yeah, well he didn't do a lot of that. He didn't do them, but he there is actually another. And then those side, but then there's those side dolly shots that you talked about. Yeah. But there was the awesome ones where in the second Sherlock, he's running through the they're running through the forest and they're shooting artillery at them. Mm-hmm. But it's like this wide kind of, it's like a full frame. It's them sprinting, mm-hmm. but it's like like a GoPro. Mm-hmm. They're staying still, and everything around them's kind of moving. Right. So I guess the camera's kind of perfectly tracking right. to their movement. And it seems like you said that he was trying to pull that off, but from like an extreme close up. Right, from yeah. an extreme close up. He was trying to infer like their emotion at the time. Right, and. Yes, we understand that you're being chased by, you know, the Black Legs, which is like the king's the king's army or something. Mm-hmm. But um but it just didn't need to be. It was just like, "Oh, I'm going." You know, it's just like it didn't work. And I was just like there was no need for that. It was just forced in there. It was forced. It didn't it didn't Yeah, it, it felt, felt very forced. forced. What I think was interesting and I wish they would have explored a little bit was Jude Law's character. He was the uncle. He was the uncle, yes. Who killed the brother, who, who killed the king. Young Pope to evil king. king. Yes, he killed the king. He, he killed his brother, the, the king. king. Mm-hmm. He became the evil king. And, the and he was, sacrificed quite a lot. They he sacrificed did humanize his him. Wife. He sacrificed his wife and his daughter. They did humanize him by doing that. But the, Because he, did, he felt regret for that. Well, he did feel regret for it. But the whole thing was, what was his motivation? Why did he want? But of course, because well, they know, told they promised him they'd get rid of King Arthur. And they all gave of him this, Arthur, he'd get the control of the sword. Right, but in all of these stories and right? all this mythology, yeah. you know, there's always the brother trying to take the the spot of the king. There's always that. Always. And I, I and I wish we'd have gotten to see just a little more. There would have been some interaction between Banna and and Jude Law. Other than those few scenes that we got between the there two, there was of them. nothing. There was barely any. The interaction of that. was like Law, pretty much, sort of calmly berating him in front of everyone right before he would kill him. Right. Was, that was, was all. Very quick. But that the, was all you ever got. But from because Jude because Law, like. Richie wanted to move forward and and tell us about King Arthur and, and him becoming king and him finding himself because it was. It was his hero's journey for him to get to where Hero's he became journey. the king. You know, and of 
Chris, Twan, I know that's your favorite thing. Is it going to be a T-shirt? Hang tight. We're making T-shirts. <laughs> but I'm just saying, we had, to, we had to get to the hero's journey in order to move forward in the story. But I wish you to just spend a little more time there. And I think the, the old school fans of King Arthur would have appreciated a little more. Because I think a lot of people, what, what hurt a lot of people and a lot of critics in talking about this story is that they did not get a lot of the historical presence of the story of King Arthur and how it came to be. And we didn't get Guinevere, and we didn't get Sir Lancelot, we didn't get any of that. So, and especially not Merlin. And no, all of these no things Merlin. happened because Merlin was there to make sure that good triumphed over evil of Mordred. But see, here's the thing. Mervyn... Merlin. Mervyn. Why do I keep... Mervyn is someone I work you with. You keep dropping Mervyn. And I don't know why Mervyn's in my head, and I apologize. Oh, you should apo- You should be sorry. I yes. am very sorry. I apologize. But you touch, Merlin, my, you touch mics and you say Mervyn. I know is... touch mics this time. Yeah. It's been my hands have been in my lap the whole time. But anyway, but okay. So Merlin, Merlin is uh, he created the sword Excalibur and put this whole spell on it so that they they could do all these great things with it. But when the movie starts, they tell you that they are in a war against Merlin's people. And Merlin's sword essentially ended the war. And now it's a new... So I don't get the whole good versus evil. Somewhere well, see, they, the they problem tweak is, that wrong. The problem is what, what you don't know is during this time, they were trying to outlaw magic. Okay. And the use of magic and the people that use magic... Because Christianity, what people don't understand is during this time is when Christianity was coming into play and you had religious fractions trying to take over and say that all these, this magic and things that the people were doing beforehand, we want to outlaw that and, and destroy these people so that we can have what's now known as Christianity taking hold okay. of the populace. So using magic in all its forms was, was going to be outlawed. So that okay. was... That was happening, and then you had people trying to assert their power. You didn't get you didn't get all that backstory or history because they just we just didn't have enough time. That's why you saw that it sense. in that little write up in the beginning of the film. Yeah, there but was a that was up. it. And there was a little bit of narration. Just a little bit, but if you didn't understand, but see, I've read these stories since yeah, I was a kid, so I, I get where they were trying to go. But the whole thing is. We still needed to see Merlin, and I'm hoping if, for some wonderful magic, there's a sequel, that they'll bring Merlin into this. Because you can't have this movie without Merlin. There'll probably be a sequel. I mean, they're doing, actually, while we were talking, I saw that they are doing um, Sherlock Holmes 3. Ooh. So... I'm assuming he's a big sequel guy. Please kill me. So I'm I, assuming. I really do not want to see Robert Well, the second one was Robert a fantastic, but the first one was great. And yeah. Jude Law was in that too. He was Jude watching. Law is like is he's his muse. He's his muse. He's mm-hmm. like uh, Denzel Washington or for Spike. For Spike, okay. you know. So then, okay. So then, one of my questions is, um, you know, what what makes a Guy Ritchie film? Like what makes a Guy Ritchie film, and what did he what did he do here that sort of separated him from what his previous? Because he really hasn't missed in a long time. No, well, I but, think he missed no, a little with Sherlock too. Did he? he? Sherlock too well, was a little missed because he's had as many also, misses as he has hits. He's really? had the yes. the man from Uncle. Yes, 
Did he do the man yes, from Uncle? That was, uh-huh. Guy that was him. Ah, oh, that was a mess. That yeah, was a mess. I didn't even realize that was. A, see, I didn't even know that was a Guy Ritchie film. That was yes, a Guy Ritchie film. It didn't feel at all like a Guy Ritchie. It was Ritchie Guy Ritchie. Um, what else did he do? God, that was boring. I mean, he had a bunch of shitty Madonna stuff because that's his wife. What was it? Was well, I'm not counting the shitty um, Madonna stuff. <laughs> but you know, was was I don't remember. I haven't seen Revolver in so long. Was that a hit? I guess it was one of his. That was a hit, but that was one of the early ones. That was one of the very early ones. But um, Well, that was after Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Because yeah. what, I'm, what I'm getting at is, like, he seems to have tried to have, you know, brought in a lot of the cinema cinematography techniques. Yeah. Uh-huh. But what did he bring or what did he miss? What did he What did he lack in sort of the, the storytelling he techniques? He lacked storytelling. He lacked storytelling. He just lacked storytelling. He lacked storytelling. Uh-huh. He, right. he, he gave you all the visuals. He even gave you the banter and the quick cuts and the edits. Mm-hmm. But right. he did not give you story. He didn't give you story, yeah. And that's, that's, where, that's where there's a problem. Because he always seems to zoom in on kind of well, four or five core characters. Yeah. And all the lock stock ones is sort of four or five different. You've got all these little different, you got these little subplots right. that are all essential to the story. And Same they all kind of like link right. back at the end, right? Like, right. Yeah. But here's the thing. He wrote those. He did not write this one. Oh. He had, there was a screenwriter, Jacob Harold. Um, he wrote the screenplay. But he didn't do it all. There was a story writer, and then there was a screenwriter, and it was just there was just way too many hands in it, I think, which is what screws like four different writing credits. It's like J- uh, Jacoby, Joby, Joby Harold. This makes me seem like I can't read. Joby Harold did the screenplay and the story. Guy Ritchie did, did, did the Mervin screenplay. Get a, did Mervin get a writing <laughs> Mervin. credit? You know what? No, Mervin this didn't guy get a Mervin credit. at my job will be there we go a little there it is when he figures out that i've said his name 59 times times in this so maybe mervin's the t-shirt for episode five (laughs) (laughs) where is mervin where is mervin Mervin? but yeah so like there were literally not out here two (laughs) two different guys wrote this story you clowns and three different people wrote the screenplay Uh, that's why it's all over mm -hmm. the fucking place that's pretty messy three people Three people. We can't well, that's even. Why, that's why. Have there, that's why there wasn't world. enough coherent dialogue. Exactly, to read the story and I think so many different writers in the mix. The lack of connection in the story added to the lack of connection on the screen. Yeah, definitely. His 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 craft is solid, but yeah. you know. A and good once again, I, I hope the actors. Shop. I hope the actors. This won't. You know, slow them down from the work that they're going to do in future no, projects. No, this is not going to slow down. Diamond Hantu and and Aiden Gilliam, uh, but, Gilliam, Gilliam. But, but okay, Gilliam. here's the thing though. What about was it Charlie Hunnam? Charlie, Charlie Hunnam baked for this part. Though. He was fantastic in it. And he, and he literally for because because um, Richie didn't want him. He didn't want him. He literally came into the situation and saying, "Look, I can carry this film," and he looked the part. He trained he himself. Said, and got ready for this role. He said, get rid of all those other blokes. And get rid of them. Because I saw an interview. This. He said, yeah, get rid he was of all like, those I'm other gonna blokes. Have this part. Give me three months and I'll come back. He gave me okay? three months of Mexican supplements. A Mexican and I'll supplements. Work on my English accent. He came back. He was incredible. 20 pounds heavier mm. of muscle, pure he was muscle. Incredible. He did look great. And I'm very and his, gay. And, and the he thing looked was, amazing. <laughs> the thing was. Could he be a, a trainer at Equinox? Do you think? He oh, is yeah, he absolutely a trainer at Equinox. The thing was, it wasn't just about his physical look. Right. And his, his, but his, they tried to sell that. But he, but 
But they had to sell it because he was a fighter. Mm-hmm. He, the whole thing about Arthur was that he was a fighter. And now, but the thing with with Charlie Hunan's character, the last time we saw yeah, him w- was in um, was in uh, the movie. I think it's Hunan, but yeah, the movie Pacific Rim, which they're making another one of. Wait, he was and in then, Pacific yes, Rim. Yes, he, he was, was one in of the Pacific heroes. Rim. Rim. He was the star in Pacific Rim. No, he wasn't. Yes, he, yes, was. he was. No, he wasn't. And he was and British he, in it too. And you know, <laughs> and of course, Sons of Anarchy, which he was the star of. Which I he was. Come on, who Sons well, of Anarchy? Yeah, Sons of Anarchy. So Goes this saying. was a good. But, this would have been a good jump off for him, and I'm glad that he had the opportunity to do it. And I think there's more because he's actually a, a very he's good, a good actor. actor. Oh my god, you're right. And of course, I'm right. Yeah, so the whole thing is. We never read about that. It, it, it was. It was just such a. Remember, he was in Crimson Peak. Yeah, which oh I, we actually saw that. Yeah, I remember he was in Crimson Peak. He was a husband. I just oh the doctor that, guy. I think her. that you know he just needs a good opportunity, and it's one of those movies that okay well we can't ball. get you know we can't get my boy. Um, he was in Children of Men. Yes, he was. We can't Green get, Street Hooligans. We can't Love get Tom movie. Hardy, so we're gonna get. Charlie Hunan, and that's yeah. perfect. It was perfect because really and truly, so his this name, would have been Tom Hardy's his name movie. Is Charlie it is Hunnam. It is Hunnam. not. It is not Hunan. <laughs> I have to disagree Hunnam. with you. Well, thank you, Hunnam. You're Hunnam. right. He wasn't. Sorry, I'm really yeah. hung up on the specific room thing. Yeah, it's okay. I he, know this is digressing. He was the hero. I left. I left that movie, movie early. No, I left that film oh, early. Oh, you left it early. I left it early. I left that film early. No, that film made me made me mad. I left because. I saw every, okay, we're digressing. I'm not going to. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Do you think? No, I saw every twist and turn in that film happening a million miles away, Mm -hmm. and then this like pretend love story that Mm -hmm. they threw in there. (laughs) Like, please, please. Horrible. They threw in Idris Elba thinking he'd like. Well, just so you know, they're already making a a second one, so be ready. I've never seen the first, and I don't want. I enjoyed it a whole lot. Cause I, I like you really like liked Pacific like Rim. Like you like Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, like Rim like but that. there's movies that you don't and because like, and okay. because of Pacific, there were just things about that movie. Dude, that I feel I like really you enjoyed. just put a little Ron Perlman in there, and Vaughn's good to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, Ron <laughs> I love. He is yeah. he's an amazing actor. He's, he's, he's around like forever. your Stephen Lang. Yeah, your Stephen Lang. My Stephen Lang. Definitely is your Stephen Lang. But well, overall, like I said. I would recommend this movie just because it was a fun ride, and that's all. That's all. I didn't expect greatness. I didn't expect um, awards or anything like that. I got Guy Ritchie, and that's what I went to the movie to see. Well, I didn't expect greatness from this because I just didn't want to see this. Um, I didn't think it was going to be good, but I also went on a two for one day because I refused to pay full price. But I thought that it had moments. I just think they missed the ball in story writing. And that's usually what happens. It's the first downfall of a film when the story is bad um, or has too many, as my grandma would say, too many cooks in the kitchen. Right, because they definitely had too many writers. Too many cooks in the kitchen. It never comes out right. But, I mean, I think think if you're a Guy Ritchie fan or... um, a Charlie Hunnam fan, you should check it out. I wouldn't see it in the movies. I wouldn't pay full price. I'd go Tuesdays two for one. Everybody didn't have Tuesday two for one. Most but, places have but Tuesdays gonna two for one. Or every place has first show matinee is 
like half price. Even in an expensive ass New York in which we live in, there you can at least get it for six to uh, ten bucks. What about four ninety nine on Vudu? You could do that. Stream at your house. Amazon Google Play. Then do all that. Well, I'm telling do you, this, all those. this film, and I promise that's you, this what film I, is going to have actually, a whole life. I think actually that's probably life. a better option. This film is going <laughs> to have a whole life in streaming and, and DVD, HBO, all the all the tropes. It's, it's going to have high all rotation places. on all the yes, movie channels. Yes, it's going to have all of that. On the movie it's channels, got, completely. It's got everything Holmes that we love. Holmes is on right now. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's got everything that we love. And if you're a fan of Game of Thrones... And Lord or of Guy Ritchie, and all of those, or Guy Ritchie, any of those kinds of films. It will definitely make your sword day. and sandal films. You're mm-hmm. gonna love this piece. Or Charlie, because all, Charlie, all the guys and the girls love Charlie. So I mean, check it out. All it's right. it's not a, it's not a vote against. It's a vote a vote for. Just they needed to do better in making it. All right, next film. Next film is Alien Covenant, directed by Ridley Scott. Cinematography: Darius Wolski. We all know him from Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Sweeney Todd, um, Prometheus. He's done so many more movies. Um, great little polar cinematographer where cinematographers are kind of born in Poland. <laughs> if you know anything about yes, cinematography. If you know anything about Polish cinema. <laughs> if you know anything about cinematography. You, would know. you, you would know, know how many cinematographers have won Oscars. It's ridiculous from Poland. I mean, it's kind of nothing else. It's to like do the there. Har- no, but it's like the Harvard of cinematographers. Wow. That's where cinematographers are made, really. But anyway, so um, Alien trilogy. Um, the Al- sorry, excuse me. The Alien Covenant series is just part of part of this whole Alien legacy, and basically, it's the same thing as it's always been. It's a crew of a ship who just lands on this uncharted planet um, on their way to a better place. And they wind up making a horrifying discovery, which is more aliens. And it was definitely horrifying. <laughs> um, first of all, I have to say, and I, I did not want to see this movie because I hated Prometheus. Yeah, he hates everything Prometheus. everything that's in me, so I we swapped Prometheus. We but I actually hated enjoyed films. this film because... Fucking Michael Fassbender is one of the best actors alive. <laughs> he is one of the best actors alive. He could Great. turn this bullshit into a movie. I don't know and, if it's bullshit. And he just he just did it. <laughs> and I, I mean, every time he was on the screen, he just stole every scene. And I, I think that what I liked about this movie was that I got an understanding of where the where the Prometheus lore came from. I was missing right. that in the first one or in the first Prometheus. It does connect that it better. tied us back to the original Alien franchise. Yes. And I'm glad that we got to see some some context as to where all that came from because I just when Prometheus happened, I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, you hated it. And I needed I needed some context and everybody's like, "Oh, but it's so beautiful and da 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 da." But I didn't learn anything. I I just didn't get anything. And and Fassbender was in that, but they didn't give him enough material. He had a to lot to work with. He he was pretty much the star. It was him. It was Charlize. Idris, oh, Idris had a big oh, part. Oh, I don't remember none of them. I, I must have fell asleep on Charlize that. Charlize was the daughter. Charlize she was, was the daughter. daughter. Oh, yeah. I fell asleep. She was Waylon's daughter. Idris was the pilot. I fell asleep. The resistant pilot. I, I don't. I'm, that upsets me. That upsets me because that means I you did didn't, not mind you didn't give it a shot. 
You didn't give it a shot. He didn't I give liked Prometheus. How can I give it a shot if I was asleep? It was so fucking boring. There was nothing going on. Yet it was just dark and dreary scene. Pacific Rim. Yes, yes and King Yet Arthur. You got to give me some excitement. I don't understand. I need excitement Prometheus. in the movie. If I'm going to pay $16 mm, fucking dollars, I, I need some excitement. I need <laughs> excitement. You can't just make me sit in a room with, in a dark room with strangers and not give me some excitement. I think you have to understand something about Alien. The whole Alien trilogy series thing. I can't even call it a trilogy anymore because it's, no, it's there's not seven parts, six parts. It's a lot. Two, two, and there's, there's, they're making another. There's going to be three. There's, pre- there's only one more One prequel, more right? prequel before, before the... Before we hit. How many so it's, more prequels kind of, can we have? Well, you got to understand, it's Just like the one. Star Wars series. Yeah. You know, it, in threes. They're going to come in threes, well, and they're going to make pe- prequels before these actual classics. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys know, the fans are not... The fans didn't love this movie, just like they didn't love the King Arthur. The fans didn't like it. The fans, there's an upswell of people saying, please don't try to make this franchise. You're hey. not going to be. Who said that? There's a whole lot of spin about this. Then they get like 73% fan base. That's fans. I'm talking about critics and, and, and your Hollywood who are they, types. Who are they, like Gamergate? Who I don't do care. not want. What are they, Gamergate guys? Yeah, but like. Yeah. The scum of the internet. Exactly. Men's rights advocates. Exactly. They're the same people that don't like. Did ISIS on. mention that they didn't like this film yeah. too? Yeah. yeah. Did ISIS mention they didn't like? Because this, I, I don't give a shit. I don't give a they're, shit. Alien someone sex. says that they're not into this film. But exactly. once again, but but what I did, what I can say about this movie that I appreciated was, I got so much more context and story, and it it didn't just have me running through the halls of this ship and trying to figure out which guy was going to be killed next. And yes, we did all that because that's the problem with the movie is that we had all these supporting characters that we didn't know anything about. They just go kind of like the victim of the minute in, in which point of the movie are they going to be killed because that's all... That's all. It was like a basic horror well, that's film. What it was a basic horror film, and how how are they going to get killed? That's what Aliens next? is. Aliens but is that's, a horror that's, film. That's what it was. Right. But in the original, you felt some kind of you kind of, you felt some kind of connection to them. In, in this well, one, it's because they really built a that. story around the people, right? But this and that's this one did not. People are obsessed about Ripley. Listen, quite honestly, a little bit of a confession. My email address is named after Lieutenant First Class Ellen Ripley. I'm that much of a fan of this series. Wow. I am what... what Hashtag thirsty for Ripley? Thirsty for every part of Aliens. <laughs> Not I thirsty love her guy, Alex. about so Ripley. But I fucking love discussion. her. She actually, though, she might have been my first uh, taste of what, she was your what, first a, love? what, a, what a lesbian looked like I mean, on screen. I mean, <laughs> she is what a lesbian looks like on the, screen. You know, the or whole power, like, power feminist woman, whatever. Nipples through the white tank, you know? I mean, that's that was, prominent. Oh, yeah, I think she was. That's she did prominent. in the, fir- the that first. Did get, that did come through in Covenant, too. She did first, have a Ripley moment. Yeah, she did have a Ripley Catherine moment. Catherine Watterson. She did. Powerful nipples in the tank. Powerful nipples in the tank. Hashtag 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 nipples in the tank. As she's like running. <laughs> Running around with a it's gun, co- it's flying cold, it's off the machine. It's cold out there in New Zealand. Yes. It is. Oh, yeah, it was shot in New Zealand. It is cold in New Zealand, Shout out man. to New Zealand, Alex. Well, it sounds. It was beautiful, up? and I never want to go because now I think I'm going to inhale some spores. I'm just kidding. Get some nipples in the tank. Get though. some nipples in the tank yeah. Yeah, right before I die. Right. But, but I like that, um, I like this, that they kept true to the form of the old staples. Mother is back. Mother is the ship's computer. 
And if you're a fan of this series, you understand that. Um, the title sequence was even very similar to the original title sequence. Uh, they played with the pathology of things a bit, in which we're used to seeing these aliens come out of a pod, leap at our faces, surround our necks, and force their, uh, their alien egg down our throats, right? And then it bursts out of our chest later. But then this one, it seemed like the, um... The planet was inhabited with these sort of like spores. You could crush some sort of plant life. The spore would come up. You could inhale it like pollen or it would float into the air and it would get into your hair and your skin. And, your, and you could, that's how it would um, concentrate itself into your body. And impregnate you, basically. Impregnate you, basically. And then though, but then it seemed like, okay, so what we normally have, which is, it would burst out of our chest. It kind of burst out of wherever it entered you. Because, like, one guy flew out his face. Another guy, like, burst out his back. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it could really burst out of anything, it seems. Well, we, nothing we, wrong with some bursting. Yeah. We really saw, um, you made this point when, before the sh- before we started recording, but how yeah. we really explore the pathology. We really do explore the pathology. Of the pathogen. Yes, And how it pathogen. evolves and, and how... David was such a key part in making well, yeah, that happen. Well, because what happens is, is when the alien initially is born, bursts out of your face or whatever, through the spores, we notice that now they're sort of like mini full-formed aliens. They have the elongated heads, the long, thin legs and arms, and they're sort of like a full-fledged body. And then it takes off, right? And then it eats something, and it immediately becomes... A giant size alien. But in the old pathology, it was this thing would go in your throat, it burst out your chest, and it come out this little thing the size of my beer glass and zip across the room and eventually grow. But this comes out like fully formed. So well, it was ready to fight. Ready to fight. Well, you know, and that was the problem that I had because the and I and I've asked but, you this before. Right. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Do we need a queen? Because I thought we needed a queen. No, but, but to make these things happen. Okay, but to so see, did he? Did David create the queen? Well, David didn't. So. He might have created the queen by creating the species because it seems like David sort of cultivated how they were born. Now he. Right. It was like he because he, of his all his experiments. Right, but see. If we know spoiler them to alert, come, by the way. Spoiler, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Yep. All spoiler, of this. Tawana's always give a spoiler, so if you don't want to know, don't listen to Tawana. Don't always give a spoiler. spoiler. But we pretty much spoiled King Arthur, and I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> but you spoiled all the films. I, you, everybody. Yeah, whatever. Don't listen then. No. <laughs> She's drinking haterade and beer today. Haterade and beer, but that's who I am. Um, I felt like. Going into Puffy for a second. You can hate me now, but I won't stop now. Okay. Anyway, when I was totally forgot what I was gonna say now. But we were talking about what came first, the chicken or the egg. Right. Okay. So let's say that through between somewhere between the spores and what David has created, he sort of cultivated this new way that aliens are like sprung out of these poor of these uh, pods, right? Maybe we just haven't seen the mother yet. Maybe he. No, we haven't. Yeah. Cre- I mean. I think it's. A, I think it's spoiler be a alert! The ending. Oh I'm no, telling no, no! You, you can't. You can't. Right spoil now, the Do not I'm spoil not going to spoil the ending, but the, it could possibly be that it's created further. 
There is another well, one. Well, yeah, I think that's why we have to see the third film, because we, right. we have to see... But this will solidify the yeah. whole inception of, like, the mother. I think, yeah, I think that's going to be the because key. Because otherwise, where do you get those aliens from? Where, where have they started, like, jumping from? Because now, think about the pathology. When the alien wraps around your face, it's not the little alien that sh- jumps out of your stomach. No, it's a different one. It's like some sort no, of the, like... The face hugger shoots an face, egg in your throat. Right. right. But the face hugger looks like a... Um, oh, good. What a are lobster. those... No, no. What are those... Uh, God. The fish, flat fish, that have a spike on them. Oh, like the one that killed a guy from oh, Australia. Uh, that killed the guy Ray, from Australia. Uh, stingray. Stingrays. Stingrays. They look so they sort look of like sort of that. like a stingray with a really long tail that wraps around your neck. Crocodile hunter, rest in peace. Yes. Yes. The original, the original, uh, what do they call them? The, the one-piece suits now? But he basically, the, <laughs> the romper. The, oh, the, the original the romper wearer. The original romper. But the whole thing is, but the whole <laughs> thing jungle, about jungle this. Romper but let's wear. think about this a little wear. bit. Let's think about this. <laughs> yes. Let's think about this a little bit. There are two different creatures yeah, the in reality. Yeah, there is the one that shoots the egg and the sperm up all up in your mouth and right. it becomes this shit in your body right. that comes out. And then, because it takes, it's like, it's almost like a parasite that needs to grow but from your body. But it grows in your body okay, like a pregnancy. Okay, so that's almost. one thing. Yeah. But then it becomes this other creature. Which is inhaled. Right, but that's another, that's another thing. But maybe that's the original inception and it seems as if David is creating something else. Yeah, right? he, he did. Cause he's, he's been growing them. His, his quote was, um, I've become quite the amateur zoologist. Yes. Right. So right. he's been while, growing. While I've been down here. Right, exactly. Because right. he's had 10 years in those caves by himself. And let's not forget that, and maybe I, I don't want to, I, well, I won't outline the specific scene, Right. but there is a moment where you see a certain... He let's say he he's taken a previous character, mm. and he he used that character to create one of these alien iterations. Do you remember yes. that scene? Yes. He and had the drawings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had the drawings, and yeah. he's he's so he's he was actively because this whole thing's about creation. It's all like, about creation. The, the creation is the big thing about this. Yes. And how exactly. David's so. He's really disappointed when he learns that Walter, who's Fassbender 2... Who's also Fassbender, up, another android. The upgraded android, the, right. the modern android. Um, he's really disappointed when he learns that he can't create things. Right. And that one of the key things that they did was that they said that David, the original David, creeped people out because he was too human. And he yeah. thought for himself. And he, he thought, thought for himself. himself. So they took that away will. from Walt, Walter. They right. took that away from Walter. Now, let me ask you something. But How are we going to get from, from Walter to Bishop? Well, Bishop could just be another 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 entity in the line, another model. Maybe people were trying to fuck David too much, and so that's why they had to create a less good-looking... <laughs> but let's I mean, think about this. They did but let's think about this now. If, if you know anything about Alien... Yes. ...and, and, the, and the, the story of Alien and from the beginning that we all saw, yes. whether you saw it on, on, in the movie theater or on television or wherever you saw it, right. Bishop is the droid that, that's there. Now, there was also this apprehension in the characters around Bishop, like the crew. They did not want Bishop there. Well, because the Bishop in the first one, the very first alien, was evil, like David. And then Bishop came back again in the second one. And, and but she was, was he evil or was he just... No, he was like David. He was like trying to preserve 
the species. He wanted to live. He he wanted the species to live. I mean, I know you're going with this because I thought the same same thing. This is definitely like takes a page from last last episode when we were talking about the girl with all the gifts yes. and how everyone just has a a, a, a right to existence and and they just want to live and they feel like why should they have to sacrifice one one creed or race over another race but i mean i get i get where you're going but the same thing existed in the first one bishop was trying to hold sway over the existence of this animal and in the second one he was recreated to know better to mm. to have humans be his sole responsibility and everything else be damned. And that's why Ripley was so resistant of him in the second one. Everyone mm. else was like, oh, Bishop, yeah, man, do the trip with the with the hands and the blade. Remember he would do that with uh, Bill Paxton? Rest in peace, Bill. But, um, yeah, and then, and then Ripley was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. He still, he still bleeds milk. <laughs> He's well, still going to kill us one this. day. Now, let's think about where Ripley ended up. Because mm -hmm. in the later versions of Ripley, mm -hmm. she was like half alien, half herself. Yeah, but she was recreated. Because she was this clone of herself. She was a clone. And because she had that alien life form in her when she died. She understood clone. them, but she also understood that she had, she had a right to saving, alien, to saving humans. So I guess they, they, they always keep that trope in there. The human, the human life is more valuable than any other life. Hello, they're selling to humans. If this was for aliens, then they wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get it. But I mean, because I mean, what, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? We, 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 we got to hold on to that. And you want to hold on to that as a viewer. Whereas like, well, fuck them. I'd kill them too. They're weaker than me. I mean, if I was a fucking alien, yeah, I'd kill you too. But, they're weaker. But I the mean, humans are weaker than the alien and the robots. In reality, are they're human. weaker than both. So they it's are. all about survival of the fittest. And, and once again, David showed that he was stronger than them. And he allowed them to be killed. Because he put them in a place of, they felt safe, but they were very vulnerable in that, going into that space where he was. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. Um, I just, see, there was more to it. Um. Where was the movie? All right, so the other part that I that I liked about the film a lot was um, I liked this sort of prequel power woman savior in Catherine Morrison's um, character Daniels. Oh. I didn't think she was boring. I oh thought she God. she made she made what she made, and there was a point because I, I think we should talk about the characters a little bit. Mm. I think that. She did try really hard to do well. She started off very weak. She was already a weak person, and she did strengthen over time. Because her husband died, and she wanted to deal with it, and she had to regroup from there. Well, it wasn't even about that. It was all about survival, it seemed. She had no choice. Because well, eventually she became captain. But remember, she warned the weak-ass captain who was supposedly talking... Was the captain his, that took over for her husband. Right, who took over for her husband. He was the worst captain ever. He was the worst captain. And, and I don't by, understand. Uh, Billy Crudup. Yeah, and he's an amazing actor, and I give him credit for trying to make this thing work. But I'm like, well, and then they, and Alex, you, me and you pointed this out when we were watching about this, his whole unexplored religious element in, the, in this piece. Because mm. he, was, he was described, and even he talked about, he and right. his wife, Carmen, who yes. talked about his religious faith and all of that. Right. But 
He didn't. He they didn't explore at that. any point did he rely on his faith at all. No, he, he never was just prayed. a weak ass man. And I'm like, well, you're supposed to be the captain. You make bad decisions. There is no way in the world a captain who was on a mission. We are assigned to go to this planet. Okay, you got a, a distress beacon from something where you don't know anything about this shit. Mm-mm. But your mission was to go to another planet. And You're not going there. They thought it was human because the person in the distress call was Because they were singing some John, John Denver, Denver song. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Okay, but that's the other point. Don't you feel like this is a trap? And then, but your mission was to get to this planet. And you had a whole colony of people. He has a whole colony. Well, did it have over 200 people? 2,000. There was 2,000 people, people on board. Ship. 2,000 colonists. Right. right, and embryos. And embryos. So my thing is, if you're going to forego your mission... To go to some weird ass planet where you don't know and have all your people marching off the ship without any kind of protective. That's gear. what I didn't like. Let's go there. They're marching off the ship, no masks, no no. They no had no masks. They had no helmets. NASA they had no oxygen. They had nothing. They and didn't they know were, what it was going to be. They were walking around touching shit and like mm. oh, playing weed. with stuff. Who oh, is weed? Oh, this is weed. Who would have planted this? <laughs> right. Motherfucker, I don't care. They're not making beer on this planet. There's no one there. Beer bourbon in the movie. Check That's it out. Right. Sounds There's out. Nobody there. There wasn't birds. There wasn't because it had all been destroyed. And to me, if they were science officers and they were medical officers, no one thought this was odd to not have a helmet. Right. right. The fact that things when shit really started to break off. Like the disease, yeah, the fact that there could be diseases there that they're not aware of. Well, at the very she, minimum, at the very least. When you started to pathogens. lose part of your crew, part of your crew was infected. Shut down, everyone get back on the fucking ship, put these motherfuckers in plastic wrap, and let's go back to wherever we had to do. None of that was happening. I they, mean, I know that, that, that happened. Uh, that did happen. The well, that happened that people got remember, infected. But remember, they couldn't get back in Remember, time. they couldn't get back because dumbass girl blew up the ship. Because right, she was before, a dumbass, weak-ass science officer. Before, I know you had a hard-on about this girl. I don't but, like her. She blew up the ship that would allow I them to like go Car- back. I didn't like Carmen Ijujo. Ijujo? How do you pronounce her name? Jojo? I'm really sorry, Carmen. I don't mean to. Really You're fine as hell, pronounce. Carmen, though, and I wish you could have been around longer. You are and fine wearing as nipples hell. in your tank. I love But it's you. okay. But anyway, you're a That's great actress. E J O G O. Yes. E J O G O. How do you pronounce that? She's British, but uh, yeah, I'm she's sure she's part certified African. Certified babe? Yes. Uh, oh my goodness. How old do you think she is? She's, she's got to be She's like in her 40. 50s. Oh, please. 40s? She's 43. Uh, Nigerian father, Scottish mother. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Married to Jeffrey Wright or was? She was until like 2014. But they were married for a very long time. But But anyway, anyway, that was the whole breakdown of the story for me. I don't understand what kind of training these people got. But if you really think about if you go back to the original Aliens... The same things would happen. They would make all kind of stupid mistakes. Well, there was what alien happened was they all had their helmets flowing. on, and then that guy got got the thing wrapped around his shit, and then he got it, and then they brought him on board. But if you remember, Ripley was like, "Don't bring his ass on board." Right, but leave him there. And they, once she again, was because she was second officer, she was out outvoted, and then they brought him on and infected the ship. But in this regard, my the point I was making was. Okay, so Carmen's character, she is the medical doctor on the ship. She's with a person that is ill, and 
She's bringing him along. This guy starts getting sicker and sicker as he gets there. Mm. And the pilot, who you keep calling so weak, is like, no, don't bring him on the ship. What's the protocol? Like, what are we going to do? Like, there's blood on you now. Like, And then so, you know, when she does what she does, which happens later in the film, I understand that then she did panic. But fuck, I would have did the same thing because you're bringing shit on the ship. She is running around on the ship. She's She's falling down. She's every typical white blonde girl that falls down and running from the thing. She was trying to get out of the the lockup. No, but she brought him on board and then didn't give a fuck that this guy was like spitting and shit You don't leave your soldiers behind. Fuck my soldier. If you get a fucking alien, I'm leaving you there You don't leave your soldiers behind. Everybody knows that. There's no loyalty in you getting that. You don't leave your soldiers behind. There is a protocol to it. No, no, no. I'm going to blow your shit up. I'm going to blow your argument up right now. I'm going to blow your fucking argument up because we talked about this. So the... Carmen's character, yes. she got puked on her arm, blood. Yes. Other than that, clean. There was nothing wrong clean. with her. Right. Gets inside. They're doing the assessment. He Science started. officer, panic yeah. attack. Yeah. Right? Right. Yes. She gets coughed on her face. Blood on her face. Yeah, she got coughed blood. And then she's like... Fuck this. Oh fuck this! Time for me to fucking get out right. of here, she and time for out. and time for my girl who has not been cuffed on. Right, because she was karma. She wasn't gets locked up. No, she, she did She had blood on her sleeve. She had blood on her hands too. Oh, so oh. what? Because she was carrying. Getting cuffed on your, getting cuffed on your face. In this face. day and age, I don't understand that blood touches you. That's it. No, this no. guy inhaled a fucking spore, and that's why he got it. We all we all grew up in the eighties. All right, we all come from the 80s. Right, but the remember, thing was, remember these kinds of things, they need to get inside. Right. They need to get inside you to care. be bad. It could absorb. No, no, no. no. I don't care. That's not how this no, no, packaging no. works. If you but the whole thing is, on me, I'm your, weak ass, you your weak ass just locks me in this room with this thing that you see happening. You're looking in the in the glass and watching this shit happen in this room. I mean, it was fucked up that she did lock her head. And I would have shot that once, bitch. Once the thing popped out, that was fucked up. I was like, eh. There is no reason for that. There's no reason for that. They could have. She could have put her in another. But then she. But then she changed her mind and she came back with the gun and she. What good are you going to do? She could have. She could have put her. She could have easily unlocked her her and put her in another room at gunpoint. Yeah. I agree. If she thought of, she that if she didn't happened. panic, I think she could have said, "Okay, then, I'll let you out." But yes. and, and my whole thing about the panic, that. secondary containment. Here she goes. I agree with the secondary containment. That part Falling I agree with. down. I'm like, bitch, she was, you're supposed to be a soldier. She was all, and, but right, she was supposed to be a soldier. She was the pilot also of the ship. Pilots are bad motherfuckers. Pilots, Pilots deal with stress. Not this one. Yeah. Because I don't like, well, but, where did you get tripped? But I guess she got tripped up because it was like she really got into a place where she didn't expect to be. Because what did um what did Danny McBride, who played her husband, say? He was like, who was also a pilot, right? Wasn't he also a yeah. pilot? He was, he was like, I've never seen my wife scared before. Right, well, you saw her weak and crying and crazy as Well, like, she accidentally She blew might as well have been plane. in Halloween or some other she movie where the blonde girl falls on the ground as the killer's running behind them. But, That's I mean, all she should have been. It was really like, oh, shit. You fucking blew up the plane. Right. 
right. She blew up the ship. And that ship blew up completely. Completely. Quite fully, it exploded. And I then, feel like that was a design error. And then she, but then you had a total design error. Because whenever she shot. NASA, you failed. NASA, yeah, yeah. you failed. If, if there is a NASA back then. But like, like. It was like a, it was like a grounded version of Columbia. Sorry. But then May she. Souls rest in peace. Right. But then she like ran out fully in flames. She was still alive after after yeah. the ship blew up. She came out running, yeah. fully in flames. Yeah. And uh, she came out in a flame suit. She came out in a flame suit, and that was it. But okay, so my thing was too is that what you were saying before is that they had a lot of good actors: Michael Fassbender, Catherine Waterson, Billy Crudup, Fast on Fast uh, Crime, yeah, Danny McBride, you know, Carmen Ejugo. Ejugo. Let's go um, with that. But okay, we'll go with that. And I just felt like, oh, um, Jesse Smollett. Yes. Which oh. I feel as vehemently as Vaughn felt about this girl who he's calling, like, this blonde girl in a horror movie. He was useless in this film. Well, none was of no the characters part. were useful. There, but there was no need for him. There was, and there was no, no need, need for, for a sex them. scene in it. There was, there was no, no need for, any, need of for them. any of that. There just had no reason from, for him to die. Isn't that from another alien film that, like, getting your head exploded by the alien mouth in a shower. Didn't that happen in another um, film? Um it, it happened I don't it happened in a film but it was in a shower. I remember they were he was it was a famous black actor um Yafit Koda? Yafit Koda. He was in the first one. He was in the first one. He got he got his face taken off. He was in the chain it was like a whole. It was like a docking bay, mm. and there were chains. It was wet, mm. and uh, there's another actress in it. Um, God, we should really have that ready. But there was another actress in it, and she was telling him like, "Oh, they were looking for the cat. Remember, they were looking for Jonesy the cat oh, too. God. That cat. Okay. The other reason they should have died. Another reason they mm. should have died. Why you gonna take a fucking cat in the face? Yeah. Well, that was that was Ripley's cat. Of course, um, another reason why I hate her. What? Wait, Ripley. Ugh, what is really the problem ridiculous. with you hating Ripley? But anyway, so they were. Nipples it was Jafet. It was Jafet Koto. You're so stupid. It was Jafet Koto, and Nipples there was in a, the tank. Aliens in the cup. And and Veronica Cartwright. And she was standing there at the docking bay, and he was looking for the cat. And then she saw the alien drop, and he looked up, and then smacked him in the face and got him. And it was a whole thing. Right, but once again, we had to realize that. That whole scene was about them not knowing that the danger was coming. And the sad-ass crew, the girl with the nipples in the tank top, you know, oh, let's send them an alert message over the intercom. No, that. you got a fucking alien running well, they were, the ship. No, but come on, come on. They were running for, to help them. At the, They sent a message, and then they ran to help them. I but thought, by then, it was too late. I thought asking, I did think that asking the asking mother to alert them yeah. was a little weak because that's like does that scream emergency you're about to no. fucking die I mean surely they could have taken on the mic open up the speakers to the fucking showers right. yes. and been like oh my god the creature's coming for now, you now mind you they're in the red shower they're in the shower they're listening to music with all this music there was music and they were that having ready to have sex and I get that and you know what at least they died happy is all I can say. They did not die happy. No, they did because <laughs> they did not. He well, did, they thought they were gonna be happy. He for did a not bust one nut. He was stroking her back and then 
done. Well, all sorry. that foreplay, all that foreplay, all that foreplay to get an alien dick in the back of your head. First of all, there's not that much fucking foreplay on a spaceship. That proves that Jesse was gay. <laughs> Definitely not part of. <laughs> yes, there is. They've been Lesbian. out there forever. Lesbian. And remember, they've been in a pod. And yeah. remember, they've been in a pod. There is foreplay for everybody, not they, just they've lesbians. Been in a pod. To I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't want to get mouthfucked while I'm trying to get laid, all right, by an alien. He got. I don't want to get mouthfucked by an alien. And then the girl got killed too, so it's like you you just can't win. The hotel thing—that was another like little homage to the original because they did that Mm -hmm. hotel thing. Oh, that went up her. When it would snatch you up and be, you would be hanging from its tail. Yeah. It would impale you. That went to her. So you know, like I said, they they tried little things that to remind you of the original movie. And, and, but I always have to say, I don't really need all these prequels and sequels and, and all these things. Can't we that. just watch the original films and enjoy them for what they were? Well, the because reason, if you really watch the original film, you don't need any of this. I understand, but I think the original... I have a love-hate Because you're not learning anything. But I have a love-hate relationship with, with franchises because the thing is, is they elongate it because they are trying to elongate your emotion and your, your emotional connection to the people in the characters in the film, right? So that's why they make sequels. And then they say, okay, well, there's all this all this science behind sequels. Second one's got to be better than the first, and then there's a third one, and then after that, there's pretty much no rules because yeah, you just... Because all the rules got the window. Because you're floundering trying to just keep that same... It's like being in love. You were in love with the first one, and they want to keep you in love, but ultimately, like a relationship, it will I'm fail. I'm not in love anymore. I don't like you now. It will fail, and this is the breakup. I want to be over with you. Well, you're broken up, and I'm still hanging on. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so to sort of like summarize what we've been talking about, I, in particular, love this film. thought it was a really good, a really good piece of work. I thought uh, they, they succeeded with the action, the suspense, the build was all very good. Uh, love Fastbender. I really did like Waterson. I thought she did a good job, and I thought she was not Ripley, but you know, definitely a perfect prequel character for her. And I think that you know, if you are really into the Alien series, um, even if you like it a little bit, I think you will enjoy it. And it definitely, it definitely adds to complete the connection with Prometheus. Um, so if you are one of the haters that felt like Vaughn, that Prometheus was shit, and yes. this definitely connects it for you and gives you a more Prometheus fully functional story. Prometheus gets the L. And mostly it gives you a better functional <laughs> connection to the story. Um, overall, I think you should see it. I think it's worth the money I paid. And, uh, you know, don't wait. Well... I actually saw this movie, and I I also think it was a thrill ride. I actually had fun with it. I yes, saw it with Alex, fun. our sound guy here. Thank well, you, Alex. Without me. Yes, at, we saw it without At the Thor. Alamo that I haven't even been to yet, you bastards. People that's listening don't know mm-hmm. about the Alamo Theater, but we had a good Alamo time. Theater, and York. I was actually drinking bourbon old fashioned at the Alamo. Um, Excellent. The best, best theater in New York, honestly. Yes, I, I definitely have to go. Hands down. Yeah, here, the food is great. Yes. Good yep. beer. It was a great experience. Drive-in theaters, and we don't have those in New York. But the movie, sort of the movie dining. is the part we're talking about. Yeah. The movie was a thrill ride for me, and I enjoyed it. I like where they were trying to go. Michael Fence, Fassbender, needs every award he ever gets. 
because he steals every well, he's scene. He's just awesome and everything. He's a great actor. Great um, actor. I think there were some flaws in this film, yes, but I know it's going to keep going. But I need Ridley, Ridley Scott, to really work on his other characters and not just have it but be this, about the power chick killing the alien. I need there to be a little though. more. It's like, we don't need a movie about Hillary Clinton killing the alien. This is not I Hillary need a little Clinton. more. I need a little more than just Hillary Clinton. Fuck Hillary Hillary. Clinton. I said fuck Hillary Clinton. Yes, I I don't care. I need a little more (laughs) than that. But I get it. I get where you're trying to go. But once again, I just want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, thank you, Alex, for joining us today. Thank you, Alex, for joining us on the mic today. Great sound guy. Great guy all of a sudden. And and, you know, we love our Kiwis. Love our Kiwis, especially Alex. What are we going to talk about next episode? Next week, or next episode, rather, we're going to have The Mummy. We're going to review Wonder Woman. Superpower lesbian. Uh, no, whatever. Whatever. Ask some lesbians what she is. She's she's an Amazon bitch living a bunch of other bitches, and they only check out for dudes for procreation. And then she gets, what, Chris Pine for a couple months? I mean... I think he turns lesbians straight. He turns lesbians straight? No, maybe I Tom Hardy, but not <laughs> nah, Chris Pine. Calm yourself. Not even Chris Pratt. I mean, well, she, I, she definitely really, turns straight goes lesbian. I think. But I have she to She can Ruby Rose, though. And then the third film we're going to be reviewing is It Comes at Night. We gotta infuse a little. We gotta infuse a little horror into the mix. So we got we got the the superheroes and the horror fans. So join us next week. Thank you for tuning in. This is Beer, Bourbon, and a Movie.